0: Essence is proud to honor the Black mothers on the front lines of this global pandemic, the ones fighting for the most disproportionately affected communities, the doctors and nurses standing between us and tragedy, the essential workers keeping us fed, the policymakers fighting to keep their cities safe, and the reporters bringing us life-saving news. Their work must not be overlooked as they care for our families and their own essence podcast network is proud to celebrate these incredible women with a yes girl podcast limited series event highlighting their lives and daily contributions to society
1: Yes girl podcast is part of the essence podcast network you can hear and subscribe on apple spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, and anywhere you listen to audio
0: Charlie. Sister, we have so much to discuss, but we have a special guest.
1: We do, we really do.
0: Who's here, Corey Murray?
1: Allison McGeeva. <laughs> do I say your last name right, Allison <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm seeing, where I See, that's what I realized I i am the queen of butchering. An- <laughs>
0: you yeah, are. Okay,
1: it's true. She is. Thank, thank you, thank you, Charlie. Um, <laughs> so, uh Allison is our deputy editor, uh, but I would love Allison to properly introduce herself.
2: Hi, guys. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like I have made it. I'm on Yes, Girl. Aww.
0: So exciting. So thank you for having me. Welcome. Um, and you know what? We were thrilled to have you interview Mayor LaToya Cantrell for our Black Moms on the Frontline series, Allison. I mean, Corey and I have been working so hard to talk to so many dope and incredible women who are not only, as we say, taking care of their families, but ours too. And you know, we all have a shared love affair with New Orleans. So you being able to join us to talk to Mayor Cantrell was just super special.
1: You know, Charlie, when you came up with this idea and I'm gonna continue to give you your flowers because What we are doing is collectively giving the flowers of the women who are on the front lines, face-to-face with preventing COVID-19 to disseminating information about how to stop spreading it and just surviving. I mean, we've talked to doctors on the front lines. We've talked to activists on the front line. We have talked to people who, like Kenya Slaughter, who is a worker at Dollar General, but because she spoke out about the struggle she's having being deemed, quote unquote, an essential worker now and how that's changed her life. And she's talked about her real fears. And I love that she shared that we spoke with her. And now to speak with Latoya Cantrell, who her city is at the epicenter of this pandemic. It's really, really essential that we share these women's stories amazing. It has been, Corey.
2: It really has. And you know, guys, I've been so thrilled listening to the moms that you've interviewed in this amazing series. And uh, so to now be a part of it was really, really special for me. And I think, you know, this this whole time I'm navigating also being a new mom and I have, you know, my nine month old and that has really been something that I felt a bond with the mayor about just hearing how she's navigating not only the scary world, her professional responsibilities, but also just her life as a wife and mom and, you know, taking care of her household. It's been really incredible and inspiring to, uh, to listen to her and to bond with her on that. So that was super special for me.
0: Can you believe that we are not going to be in New Orleans for the 4th of July? I just I held my
2: head down.
0: I know.
1: And I, I I get it. I understand. It's for the greater good. I know. But
2: you know I love being in them streets.
0: Oh, my God. And Allison, this was going to be your first one officially. I-
2: I can't even believe that my first Essence Fest, like I was so ready for it. It was going to be my first one in January. I was down there for the preview where I met all of the potential sponsors and we were, I was starting to kind of get a feel of what it was going to be like. I've been to Essence Fest as a guest,
0: but never working on the Essence team. So it's so sad. It's like messing with me because I'm like, right now I would be like frantically shopping for dresses and finding cute but comfortable shoes and trying to like, what do you say, Corey? Like we try to snatch that last bit of We're our waist. To do. We have that fitness goal that we try to, be. I'm just trying to be a little more, you know,
1: slim yes. in the waist. Like, uh, trying to get our stamina up to walk on those cobblestones and that
0: heat and those heels. And trying to find the perfect pair of cute and comfortable flats. Say something. Okay? Come yes. on. All right. And now we won't be, and I think like so many of you, Essence Festival was always like the kickoff for black girl, hot girl summer. And we don't, we're not gonna have that this year, but we still have so much love for the city. And that's why I think this week it's guest is so appropriate. And at Corey, we, Allison and I really got to love on New Orleans with her, which was so special, you know, because New Orleans has a very special place in everyone at Essence's heart. It's like our second home. And we all got to really talk about what the people and the city mean to us. And how it makes you feel, you know, and Corey, you've been countless times, you know, it's like that magic you feel when you get off the plane and she just exudes all of that. So it was just a great conversation.
1: No, I hate, I missed it, but I'm glad that Allison was the perfect person
0: to slide into the
1: co-host seat of Yes Girl and talk with her because Charlie, you're right. I mean, without, I mean, next to New York and, you know, my home of where my mom is in Maryland and my Texas home, but New Orleans is right, Louisiana and New Orleans is right there. So when I read all of the reports about what they've been going through, fighting COVID, coming out of COVID, it really uh, speaks to my heart and um, it just, my heart goes out to them for what they're going through. But like the spirit of New Orleans, they are recovering, they're coming out of it. And I cannot wait to hear how Mayor Cantrell
0: is making it through. And speaking of making it through, it's been actually, and we get to talk to her about this, we did, it's been amazing seeing how quickly New Orleans has has really been beating that curve. You know, they, they spiked, they flattened, and then it went right on back down. And it's been so inspirational to see that. I don't know about you guys, but I need these feel good news stories yeah like getting to talk to them right about what they've done and because I need to know that it's gonna be okay <laughs> that we're gonna get there and it's been really beautiful to see are you guys seeing different stories like New Orleans story that makes you feel like okay there's light at the end of this crazy ass situation <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know I love that you said that because I definitely have been actively seeking out those positive stories just that we can not only that we can flatten the curve, but that we can really come together and support each other. I think one of my biggest worries is that like, we will go back to the normal that we were at before and not improve on any of the things that I feel like this crazy time is giving us the chance to do. So to see the city of New Orleans really being innovative and trusting each other was just so special for me. And I think that is really like the nuggets of hope that I'm holding on to. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. There is one thing. Well, it's not in the US. Someone did tweet a photo of a parent jumping in the air with her kids ready to go back to school. (laughs) (laughs) It was in New Zealand. And she goes, uh, (laughs) I I should pull it up to get it correctly. I've seen that. It's it's like we're COVID free because she's like, we have a compassionate government and we believe in science. (laughs) (laughs) so but seeing that made me think like okay if enough people see this and enough people read her caption maybe here in the U.S. we'll be like hey we could get to back to normal we can get to our normal lives if we just follow the rules
2: yeah and if we just trust science I mean it's like it's crazy that like you know everybody around you know who are not experts, or suddenly the internet has anybody feeling like they're an expert. So I definitely really hope that we can trust the doctors and the scientists and just, you know, global
0: warming and medicine and those basics (laughs) to get better. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you guys. I think that's why it's been, at first I was like, what do you mean the federal government's not helping and leaving it up? you know, to the governors and the mayors. But then in cases like New Orleans with Mayor Cantrell, you're seeing the positive side of that, right? Yes. Allowing the people who know and live in and love that city or that state, in some cases to make the decisions could be beneficial, right? So that's another silver lining there. Depends, not happening everywhere, but in some cases it's we're seeing the positive effects of that,
2: particularly
0: yeah. within New Orleans. Yeah, and
2: somebody who really, you know, really cares about the people in their city you know it's really so many times i think we have these ideas of of who politicians are because of what we see happening in washington and on the news um so it's really nice to see somebody who's really legitimately is invested in in her people and her city um it's really special so i i definitely am hopeful looking at her and talking to her So
1: ladies, like I said before, New Orleans is like a second home to me. I love it, I'm gonna miss being there this July. You know, Essence Fest will be back strong in 2021, but I really, really am excited to hear from Mayor Cantrell about what she's dealing with, not only as a mayor of a city, of a major city that we love, but as a mom. And I cannot wait to hear this conversation you two had. So up next, Mayor LaToya Cantrell.
0: Allison, hello.
2: Hi. You're welcome. Thank you. I am so happy
0: to be. I feel like coming to America. I'm happy to be here.
2: You know, like. yeah, I know.
0: Thank you so much for filling in as our guest host, you guys. This is Allison McGevna, our deputy editor-in-chief of Essence magazine, and she's filling in for Corey today. And we have a very, very special guest on the show. Allison, Essence staffers know that New Orleans couldn't be closer to our hearts. We go every year, it's instant love affair between Essence Festival and the city of New Orleans. How about you? Don't you love New Orleans?
2: Every time I go, I feel like New Orleans pours something into me that I just take home and it just leaves you missing the city and just wanting to be back there. It is truly, there's no place on earth like New
0: Orleans. Truly, and that is why for this series, it is our honor to Mm -hmm. welcome Mayor LaToya Cantrell, the mayor of New Orleans. The first female mayor of New Orleans since 2018. Welcome, Mayor Kendra. How are thank you? Thank you so
3: much. No, thank you so much. And for all the uh, the warmth, even as you uh, described how you love the city, you know, it gave me goosebumps. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah.
0: I remember the first time, I've been at Essence nine years, and mm-hmm. the first time I got off that plane I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> people, right. I was in the plane. Yeah. Like, it's just a, an entire vibe.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've been going since I was a teenager and just to see, you know, how not to Essence Fest in New Orleans, um, (laughs) but, you know, to just see how incredible the city is and how it's just changed. And it's just, you know, but also maintained so much of what makes New Orleans, New Orleans. I I love Mm -hmm. it.
0: Mayor can tell you fell in love with New Orleans in college <clears throat> and you stayed and now you are the mayor. So tell us why you love the city and what you love the most oh, about.
3: Well, I I've been in New Orleans since I was 18. Mm-hmm. And I I came here to attend college, Xavier University of Louisiana. And I just uh, my soul found its home. Mm-hmm. And I I never I I didn't want to leave and I have not looked back. I just immersed myself in community. Uh, which is tied to the people who are the real fabric you know of this city and it's the most afrocentric city in the United States of America and and you can you can feel it you know you can see it yeah. and um it's worth fighting for you know and and that's that's what kept me here it really yeah. did Absolutely. And it's I feel like the people
2: of New Orleans are so, so resilient um, and just, mm-hmm. like you know, the character and the resiliency is just unmatched. Mm-hmm. Take me through what it's been like leading a city, leading those people and, you know, just also leading them through this unprecedented time as well.
3: Well, my um, I've been mayor of, of New Orleans now for two years. Uh, May the 7th marked my um, two-year anniversary, and uh, two weeks after being inaugurated, I was faced with a major flood in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, not just that, so it's been, hair has been in the wind since, since day one, yeah. uh, facing many different challenges um, that have come our way, but faced them head-on, and um, did not realize or expect that uh, I would have to manage the city through a pandemic. But um, it's again, facing it head on, embracing the challenge, but staying focused on public health and public safety, which is rooted in staying focused on the people of this city. And um, and making sure you know that they're protected, they have the tools and resources um, that they need us to, to recover, to get through, manage the crises, as well as uh, see progress in which we, we have demonstrated significant progress on the ground here. And now we are pivoting uh, towards uh, reopening the city in a very slow and methodical uh, and a, even a surgical uh, way, if you will. We're in New York. We
0: also had a tremendous spike. You know, we we're part of the epicenter with this national crisis mm-hmm. and we all watch our numbers go sky high. And then mm-hmm. new Orleans was right behind. But what's been yeah. different is whereas it's been taking us a while to really flatten the curve here and keep our numbers going down. It was almost as if in new Orleans, after things spiked, they started going down plummeting and going mm-hmm. down dramatically, which was a miracle and amazing. And it, it, just tell us how the city got there and what can other cities learn from New Orleans? Because it's been incredible to see that. No, it really
3: has. Um, and it's it's been a um, Herculean effort. Mm-hmm. Many people, and at the heart of it all, it has been the, the public, the residents of this city, trusting themselves, uh, trusting data and science, mm-hmm. trusting their government. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, they adhered to the mandates that we had in place. And at the end of the day, that's what led to us being able to flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. In addition to testing capacity, uh, we have tested more than than several countries uh, mm-hmm. in our city alone. And that is that is the key. Continuing, you know, to test at high capacity and also going into into neighborhoods, going where the people are and not saying, hey, you need to go get a test outside of your neighborhood. But you know what? Hey, here we are. Come right here where you live. Let us meet you where you are. And um, to not only test you, but to provide case management as well. Let me link you to food. You know, Let, let me link you to mental health services if you need it. Let me link you to uh, ui mm-hmm. unemployment insurance so a comprehensive approach uh to uh meeting the residents where they are and that built trust yeah. you know and and as that they saw us like where they are then they said you know what hey not only are they cared about but it it um it reinforced their trust again in community but also the civic trust in government and that mm-hmm. that's something that um is invaluable when you can trust when you can trust your leadership and you follow what your leader says and people don't have to do it but the fact that they did it tells me that I have to continue to be honest mm-hmm. you know I have to continue to um you know just call it like it is you know be transparent um, uh, be very empathetic and, and, and passionate and, and do the work because that only reinforces uh, for people uh, the trust that we all need to get through this.
2: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely.
2: And American Tell we... That trust is going to be so fundamental in you know, as the months go on because uh, they are predicting that there will be a second wave, you know, in the fall, the end of the year, and as the city uh, is in the reopening process, and uh, you know, take me through what the preparation, how it's going to be different, what you guys have learned, and how you're going to rely on that trust uh, to protect your citizens.
3: Exactly, the reopening, which started on may the 16th will be more of now we've come into this saying stay at home and we're pivoting to safest at home mm-hmm. so you're still safest at home now and although we are um, limiting restrictions um, we're saying only go out for your essential needs or for the activities that we're allowing you to participating in So that is retail opening up at 25% capacity. Uh, Strict guidelines that are in place at the state level. The the businesses have to uh, sign up and uh, with the state fire marshal so that we all know that they know what they're supposed to do because there's enforcement that's tied to the reopening. And if businesses are not complying uh, to the rules, the guidelines, then they will be they will be shut down, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not allowing for any wiggle room in that. Either you do the right thing or you don't. If you demonstrate you're not doing the right thing, we're going to have to close you because the warning could mean a life, you know, and and you can't get that life back. This is mm-hmm. serious, and we've already lost over 480. We're at 489 deaths right now, and Um, It could have been far greater had people not done the right thing. But at the end of the day, we need businesses to comply. Uh, We're also allowing for uh, outdoor activity, non-contact sports, so canoeing and archery and tennis. Of course, we've kept golf going. Uh, We're allowing for our beauticians and our barbers uh, to come back um, at 25% capacity But their guidelines are so strict um, and I feel confident that they will absolutely uh, be able to conduct their business being conscious of their client as well as themselves. You know, restaurants, the same thing, by appointment only. So the contact tracing is key because we have to be able to box the virus back in uh, should new cases uh, arise. And so that's the deal. Test, 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 continuing to, to test at our highest levels and be able to quarantine and isolate new cases immediately and also be able to track and trace the steps of folks so that everyone associated with that individual that they're also quarantined. And um, so those measures are, are put in place now and we will be managing them and monitoring them daily in real time. Mm-hmm. I have early warning systems that are in place that are uh, on multiple uh, levels as it relates to data trends that we will be again assessing that will tell us if we're doing good and any sign that we're not, we'll have to shut down. But our intentions are, are um, to, to do well you know, with this reopening. And as we do well, that more things will come online um, as the data dictates that the timing is right. It's so essential that we talk about like you are, how we
0: physically get back to the new normal. Um, And there's also an emotional piece to that, right? Mm -hmm. Especially within our communities. And we've been talking a lot about it. It's also mental health Awareness Month. And one of the things that I think everyone feels from New Orleans is that sense of hope and positivity from the community and the people there. Even when it's bad, it's going to be okay. So can you talk a little bit about how the community is managing fear and emotionally working toward moving forward? Because if anyone can do it, it's New Orleans.
3: Well, you know, thank you for saying that, and 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 I I do I, I believe that I do believe that as well, and it's a part of the natural uh, spirit of this city. Um, people are just real, you know they 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 don't put on a show, you know uh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing bad, I'm doing bad, but I'm gonna tell you how I'm doing bad, and if I'm doing good, I'm gonna let you know, but not to make you feel bad, mm-hmm. you know. So we embrace. Um, the realities that we live in and through that we also embrace our culture and and we have been able to keep our musicians uh working you know virtually um and 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 so that folks can hear and see and, and feel the sounds of the city in the midst of uh this crisis and being able uh to connect the connectivity is the biggest thing um mm-hmm. and and although we haven't been able to, to hug, we have been able uh, to lift up the virtual presence. Uh, that is significant because it makes people know that they're not alone uh, mm-hmm. and that we're trying to be as creative and innovative to show the love and make them feel feel the love that gets us through and builds the hope. I so love that. So, you know, I, I'm always... Um, uh, with our social media and the influencers there and being intentional about engaging them, uh, the community on a whole, we do town halls very often, even um, um, focusing on our faith-based community as well. That's taken a, a big hit. Um, the deaths, we have yet to uh, understand the psychological impact that this will have, not only on our city, but in the country, but mm-hmm. even how we celebrate death is unlike anywhere else in this country.
0: Absolutely. You know, the
3: front line is the family, you know, at that funeral. And and that second line, the people having your back is something that we're used to. And so not having that, I think has been the greatest um, uh, uh, sense of of devastation that we felt as a community uh, not being able to support our families like we normally do through death.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And Mayor Control, I, I want to know, too, you know, you you're such an advocate for the, your city, for your people. But I would love to hear how you're, you know, kind of personally taking care of yourself and, you know, how you're dealing with these conflicts, you know, as a woman, a, a wife, a mother, a professional. Like it's real, you know, and, and I would love to, you know, f- just hear a little bit about how you're taking care of yourself on that.
3: Yeah, well, it's a couple of things, but at the heart and the root of it all is spirituality, you know, and being very much um, in, in prayer, but also in practice. And in practice, it just means showing up for, for my residents, um, um, you know, listening uh, to them as well and, and what they're going through, and just being accessible. Uh, and so that really helps me uh, because the spirit, I, I'm, I really am rooted in that. You know, I have an altar in my office. I, I have a real uh, support team around me. Uh, my my team that keeps me grounded, meaning my team that, that um, keeps city government running, um, they keep me rolling because the work just doesn't stop. And we don't want it to stop. We want to be able to provide basic city services in the time of this crisis because that builds hope and it builds momentum. People need to see work continue to happen. So um, it's it's rooted and grounded in that spirituality. It really is. And I haven't been doing, you know, exercise. I'm supposed to be doing that. I haven't been doing much of that
0: um <laughs> you're and not the, the only one <laughs> no i haven't but i have
3: i've um learned something new and it's this learning these harming mechanisms the um just meditation oh meditating yes. yeah I've, I've that's something new for me and i think through this this crisis we're doing a lot of things different you're, you know i've um paid a lot of attention to my home having to spend a lot of time there um i've Created a garden, you know, so things that I maybe didn't have time to do
2: yeah. before,
3: oh, I've yeah. just created space for me to do that now, and it's helped me. Yeah, it really has, you know, and it's surprising how it's helped me, um, but it it has. I'm, I'm, you know, every day I'm excited. I take one day at a time, uh, and it helps me also defeat uh, the bullies. That I've had to deal with as well. It's, it's interesting being a, a woman, a black woman mm-hmm. um, in, in, in the South. Um, yeah. It's, it's very interesting having a family, being a mom, you know, a, a wife. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm learning, you know, it's, it's something new. I've we've never been in this situation before and pandemics are not new. Um, but the way that we responded in our country is new. yeah. and um and and it has a lot to do with um, how we're going to recover as well.
0: I definitely need to get out in my yard and start a garden or something soothing and calming. I think that's an excellent idea. And I'm glad that you mentioned being a wife and a mother because I feel like even our day-to- day routines at home, even when we're done working, have changed so much. I joke that my husband has to go through TSA level degerming as a <laughs> worker when he comes home. But how um, do you speak to your husband and daughter about this? What's the the family vibe like in terms of how your life has changed or how you're
3: maintaining normalcy? Yeah, home? it's it's been it's very interesting. So my husband um, he had a stroke in August. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, um, but he's, he's good, you know, he's, he's good. He's blessed. That's what he is. Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, um, and suffering from, you know, hypertension, diabetes, all of those underlying conditions that have had and played a major role in how our people have fared and particularly African Americans have fared, um, with this virus. Mm-hmm. And so he's been at home. You know, he, he would say, look, I have all the conditions. I'm staying at home. <laughs> and what he say? You know, oh, serious. Dear, dear. We he's understand. like, check, check, check. Oh, this is real. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. So he's been um, sheltering in place at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter has been doing her um, remote instruction from school. She's 12. She didn't um, immediately. She went into remote instruction. So where school may have ended on. Friday on site. On Monday, it was online, mm-hmm. and um, but seeing the change there from the excitement, even of her being, you know, excited about online the first couple weeks, getting dressed and all, you know. But now it's like hat still on, you know, in the bed, <laughs> and school is out next week. But it's it takes a toll on you. Okay. But one of the things too at home is what I've been, what my family is seen me do more and that's cleaning up <laughs> so like... yes but it's been like it's been it's been helping me though mm-hmm. and so where I would have someone help like come and help me once a week Miss Kathy and so Miss Kathy hasn't been able to come and help me so I've been doing it and everyone's pitching in, but it's like, I like it. And I'm like, I may not need Miss cat, but like, I, I have my mojo. You know, I've got my mojo It's something about feeling like, like you're in control, like, yeah. and you really are. Not, not facade, not pretending, but yeah. like, wow, I've kind of got my balance back here. I'm in a groove. Yeah, And so that's empowering. I'm like, okay.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. Charlie and I are both meat freaks. Yes, so good. cleaning is really, it is therapeutic. It really, it's like you can control this little part of your corner of the world. It helps you control other things, you know?
3: No, it's true. And then my daughter said to me um, throughout the you know, family life, talking about this, my daughter said, you know, um, she busted me out said, you know, everything around your office is just so tidy and so not, you know, this and that. And, and at home, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> and, so, and so we took, look, I, we, I took this time to get straight at home. So she, you know, she's gotten a new bedroom set, and even okay. I fixed up mine, and you know, just those things, yeah, that you. Kind of leave in the back,
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, you know, behind, and not because you're so focused on what's next.
2: Mm-hmm, right.
3: So the epidemic, you know, this pandemic has allowed for some time, um, and it's how you use that time yes. um, to help you as well. And and I think that we're 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 finding the balance in that. I know yeah. I have absolutely now more than ever. Our homes have to be our sanctuary.
2: Yeah, so that's
3: right. Absolutely. And making us feel like it's okay to be at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have to face those issues, whatever, that are at home that made you not even want to be at home. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have to be a person. It could be that pile of, like me, that box of uh, paperwork, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's been sitting over there that mm-hmm. I just need to go through and discard stuff. Yeah. Okay. Put it in the shredder. And there's certain things that you only trust yourself with. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you
2: know, so I think I love what you're saying, because I think it really speaks to especially for women. You know, we take care of and working women. We are at work. We're handling our business, but then we're also taking care of our household. We're managing so many things. And you're just such a great example of how you can really have that balance and be great in all areas of your life. So I applaud you for that. And I would love to even just say like, you know, if you have a PSA that you could give to other black women struggling with balancing all of those things and figuring out what to prioritize in this time.